from Maple Valley to Snoqualmie Pass and everywhere in between, this is Taking the Fifth, the podcast of Washington State's 5th District Democrats. So I'm here today in North Bend with Darcy Berner, who's running for Washington State Representative from the 5th Legislative District. Each district has two positions, and Darcy is running for position two against Republican Paul Graves. Darcy, tell us a bit about your background and why you're running for state legislature. Uh, so I'm a small business owner in Carnation. I have a small manufacturing business uh, called Button Smith right next to the Starbucks. Um, we make things like uh, retractable badge reels for nurses and tech workers. And um, it's actually funny, my son and I co-own the business. Uh, it started as a project when he was in fourth grade at Fall City Elementary School, um, where they do a trading post where all the kids have to bring something in and uh, trade it for beads. And uh, being a normal mom, I had asked him whether he wanted to bring in cookies or cupcakes. And he looked at me and he said, Mom, the big goods market's going to be totally oversaturated. We need to make something durable. Uh, and so we made some buttons. And he came back at the end of the day with half of all of the beads in the entire school. And um, from that project, we've grown into a business that employs 10 people um, at, uh, you know, uh, family wage jobs, uh, selling our products all over the country and all around the world. And is it a union shop? It is a union shop. We're affiliated with the International Union of Painters and Allied Trades. That's great. So you're running for state legislature. What does the state legislature actually do? What are the responsibilities? Um, so the state legislature makes the laws for the state and sets the policies. Um, they determine things like um, what kind of license do you have to have to become a plumber? And, um, you know, how much funding uh, is the state going to give to the school districts, uh, which has an impact on whether there are enough teachers to teach your kids and whether there are enough classrooms to, you know, to have your kids in them. Um, they also have a huge amount of influence on mental health policy and uh, clean energy policy. So the state legislature makes the rules that are actually probably the most impactful on people in Washington on a day-to-day -day basis. So our rapidly growing district here in the 5th that faces a lot of issues. As you've talked to people from around the district, what are some of the big concerns that you've heard from voters? Uh, the biggest issue is education. Everybody's very focused on education funding right now. Uh, the Washington State Supreme Court uh, handed down the McCleary decision, and we're actually coming up on the final deadline for the state legislature to fully fund public education in Washington State. It's been incredibly frustrating as a citizen to watch as the state legislature has kicked the can down the road over and over and over again and failed to fully fund education. And we need people in Olympia next year who are going to step up and get the job done. And that's been for four years now. So what kind of fixes can you give to the problem in the House? Well, I think that there's a pretty clear math problem um, in that at the moment there just isn't enough revenue in the system. Um, shifting around the limited dollars that there are won't result in fully funding education. And so we need to do things like go back and take a look at the loopholes that large corporations have in the, ta the state's tax code that... Um, you know, that they're using to avoid paying taxes and figure out whether those continue to make sense for Washington State. And as you mentioned, you and your son are 
a small business owner or yes. owners. Yes. Um, how does that experience help your understanding of what's going on around the state? Well, you know, there's a lot of rhetoric um, from the other side of the aisle about yeah. such and such is good for business or such and such is bad for business. And being someone who's actually running a business, who, you know, just processed payroll, who has to worry about where, you know, where we're going to get the capital to purchase our supplies and how we're going to be in compliance with everything we need to be in compliance with and where we're going to find our new customers. That nuts and bolts understanding of what actually helps business is incredibly critical in Olympia and we don't have enough of it. Well, your opponent, he's a small business owner, right? Uh, no, my opponent is actually uh, a corporate attorney. Uh, he defends large corporations when they hurt or kill people so that the grieving widows and children don't get any money. Uh, that's what he does for a living. Well, the growth of our cities is, as you can see driving around here almost every day, straining our infrastructure. So would Sound Transit 3 be a solution to this problem? And what could you do out of the legislature to... You know, help the region? Uh, well, clearly traffic and congestion is an enormous problem in this, in, in the whole region and also in the 5th District. And I think that we need to look at giving people as many options as we can. Um, Sound Transit 3 gives much better public transit options to the region. Um, folks could go to Issaquah and take light rail and get around uh, most of Puget Sound that way. Um, it's also the case that we need to invest in things like fixing the uh, interchange at Highway 18 and US 90. Um, and we should also be looking at um, what kinds of investments we can make to make it easier or what kinds of policy decisions we can make to make it easier for people to live close to where they work so that there's less overall commuting. Right. And our region is growing rapidly. Um, there are a lot of other issues involved with a region like ours. Um, for instance, clean energy. How can we invest in clean energy without slowing the economy down? Um, there are actually a lot of it, the investments that we can make in clean energy technologies that would help the economy. So, um, for example, uh, we spend an enormous amount of energy um, heating and cooling buildings. And we actually know a technology called geothermal heat pumps that are roughly six times as efficient as the most efficient alternatives that are out there. The US military has used it extensively. Uh, it's been tested for more than 50 years. We know the technologies work. Um, there are relatively minor regulatory obstacles that essentially prevent geothermal heat pumps from being installed in Washington state. So um, when you install these, you drill a well, and it's basically a water well. It's about um, you know four or five inches in diameter. You go, you know, 250, maybe 500 feet down. So it's not terribly deep, not terribly big. Um, you put a, a loop of pipe in it, um, and you run. Uh, you run food-safe antifreeze and water through it, and that allows you um, to, to have heat either get absorbed by the earth or you can pull heat into it because the temperature underground is relatively steady. And then we can extract that heat from the closed-loop system and use it to heat buildings or to cool buildings. Um, so we know these systems work, but the problem is that the drilling of those wells has to be done by licensed well drillers. And we haven't updated the regulations in Washington state for what it takes to get a driller's license um, for decades, certainly not during the period in which this technology became viable. As a consequence, we don't have drillers who can drill the wells. Just taking the time to update the regulations would make it possible for people to install these systems and save enormous amounts of money 
right off the bat using much more efficient systems. Everyone who I talk to around the region seems to have problems with the tax structure here in Washington state. In the state legislature, what would you do about the taxes that we pay and how we pay them? Um, so we have a problem right now where our tax structure is incredibly regressive. Um, so if you're somebody who makes $20,000 a year, the odds are that you pay something close to 10% of your income to the state in taxes. Um, if you make $200,000 a year, then you probably only pay 2 or 3% of your income to the state in taxes. Um, so the, the sales tax and property taxes end up being uh, combined a very regressive system. In fact, um, it's the third most regressive state tax system in the entire country. Um, part of what happens is that, uh, that, that, I mean, that means basically that working people in the middle class are subsidizing the very wealthy and large corporations. Um, when we look at what corporations are paying in taxes, one of the things we're going to have to do is take a look at the loopholes that are allowing our largest corporations to avoid paying taxes. Um, if we, for example, um, offer a multi-billion dollar tax break to a particular industry to keep jobs in Washington state, and then they don't keep those jobs here, they shouldn't get to keep the tax break. Absolutely. I agree. <laughs> So Republican members in the State House have vowed to keep up the fight against members of our community with discriminatory bathroom bills and initiatives. How do we continue to protect the rights of everyone who lives in this community, which is becoming increasingly diverse? So I think that most Americans understand that the great promise of our country is the idea that all persons are created equal and should be treated equally and fairly under the law. And um, we obviously have never fully lived up to that ideal. I think if you look at things like um, gender discrimination, if you look at the violence, um, the, the, uh, the violence that the, the black community is suffering that has led to the Black Lives Matter movement, it's very clear we are not yet at the point of living up to that ideal. But most of the people I talk to understand that that's where we're trying to get to. And we've made enormous progress in the last decade. I mean, a decade ago, um, it was very controversial to talk about the idea that two men could get married to each other or two women could get married to each other. And now, that's the law in all 50 states, and for the most part, people don't bat an eye. Um, they, you know, throw bird seed and wish people mazel tov. Absolutely. So there are a number of issues that are going to be on the ballot for Washington voters uh, next month. One of them deals with the effects of big money in politics, I-735. How does big money affect even a local race like yours? So um, big money does affect races like mine. Um, for example, the Republicans, uh, we're not even at October 1st. Uh, we're talking on September 29th today. Um, and we know that they've already spent more than $24,000 in independent expenditures against me in this race, which in a state legislative race is a fair amount. Um, we have every reason to believe that that number will balloon to a much larger number before we get to election day. Um, but if people care about getting big money out of politics, it isn't enough just to elect the right people to the presidency. It isn't enough just to elect the right people to Congress. Because if we get a bill out of Congress, if we get an amendment, if we get a constitutional amendment to overturn Citizens United out of Congress, the next step is that the state legislatures have to ratify it. 
So who we elect to the state legislatures is going to be a key factor in whether we can overturn Citizens United. This could be one of the closest districts in the state. Why do you fit best in this district? <laughs> uh, a bunch of reasons. I mean, this is a great district. Um, the, um, the folks that I'm talking to when I'm out at the doors um, care a lot about their kids. They want education to be fully funded. They care a lot about the environment we live in. They want to make sure that we protect the clean air that we breathe and the water that we drink. And um, those are things I'm going to go fight for for them. Um, one of the big differences between myself and my opponent um, is that I think that the way we fully fund schools is by fully funding the schools. He, he and I were both at a forum last night in which he indicated that he thinks the right way to solve the problem is to say that teachers are paid too much and cut their salaries, which blew me away, right? right? Like, there, <laughs> I have yet to meet a voter who thinks that we pay teachers too much money. I wonder if he's being told that by voters. Uh, I doubt it, but... I sincerely <laughs> doubt it. Well, I thank you again for your time. Darcy Berner, uh, small business owner and candidate in the 5th Legislative District. I'd like to remind everyone, the deadline to register to vote or to change your address is October 10th, 2016. If you're a new voter, you can register in person until October 31st, Ballots are mailed out on October 21st and have to be returned before November 8th. Thank you, Josh. It was great to be here. Thanks for being here. This has been Taking the Fifth, the podcast of Washington's 5th District Democrats. For more information on us, visit 5thDistrictDems.com, starting with the number five. Copyright 2016. 5th District Democrats.